You're listening to the Bookkeepers Podcast with the 6FB, the weekly podcast for bookkeepers. Every week, we'll be talking about what's new in the bookkeeping world. And here are your hosts and founders of the Six Figure Bookkeeper, Joe Wood and Zoe Whitman. Hi, and welcome to the Bookkeepers Podcast. I'm Zoe Whitman. I'm in Bristol, and I'm joined by Joe Wood in Kent. Hi, Joe. How are you? Hi, Zoe. Yeah, I'm good. The sun is shining in Kent today. Looking forward to going out in the, out in the countryside this afternoon. How are you? Oh, great. That sounds really nice. Um, yeah, I'm fine. Not so sunny over here, but I had my little morning walk, which was always nice. And uh, for anyone who is following the Zoe Whitman house move saga, we still haven't moved house. So my whole life right now is trying to make that happen. So uh, hopefully I'll uh, hopefully I'll have some better news when we do the podcast next week. So we're getting there. Yeah. Feels like a marathon, not a sprint. Is how I'm yes. going to <laughs> <laughs> so to my husband today, I was like, it feels like if anyone's ever run a marathon I ran a marathon a very long time ago and it feels like I've got to mile 20 and I'm like I've done so much but oh there's still six miles to go so <laughs> I'm, uh, that's kind of where I am on it but we'll get oh, there you will um, anyway we're really really excited to be joined by Rachel Allen today Rachel is self-confessed VAT queen which is amazing because we feel like getting to the VAT threshold uh, for our clients and also for bookkeepers in our community can feel really daunting and you can feel like oh my goodness now this is really serious there's loads of extra admin I've got to take my business more seriously but I've also got to have some difficult conversations with my clients about putting pricing up and things so sometimes people stay back from the VAT threshold and try to not be as big as they could be so we're really excited to talk to Rachel about this um Rachel hi it's really nice to see you lovely to be here it's great to have you and we met on clubhouse and we, we did. chatted in rooms and then uh, and we were like we have to talk and so I'm really excited that we can make this happen thank you and I've been listening into the podcast so I've been really enjoying it and you know as a non-bookkeeper I'm still loving it there's loads of stuff for people that are not bookkeepers so it's absolutely fabulous been loving it Oh, I'm so pleased you're enjoying it. Um, Rachel, do you want to start by telling us a bit about what you do? Because you've got two businesses, haven't you? And it might be useful to help people to understand where you're coming from. Absolutely. Yeah, my, my pesky day job, as I like to call it, I run a manufacturing business. I've run it now since 2004. Um, and we manufacture electrical wiring harnesses. It's very exciting stuff, lawnmowers and things like that. Um, and um, I'm a qualified accountant as well. That I, so I come from the sort of finance side of things in that business. Uh, And a couple of years ago, I decided to retrain as a coach. And when I was niching, trying to work out what my niche should be as a coach, I realized that, you know, if I didn't do something to do with the accounting side of things, I really was throwing the baby out with the bathwater. So um, I've sort of niched down into being a money confidence coach. So I deal with helping people to understand their finances, understand budgeting, things like that, but specifically getting over the VAT threshold and the the mindset stuff around that, because that can be quite daunting. Uh, the technical stuff can be a pain as well, but you know, the mindset stuff can be particularly awkward for people. Yeah, absolutely. I find this a lot. So I work with a lot of uh, salon owners and if they are growing and they get into that point, especially as they are, you know, customers that aren't going to be that registered. So cannot, you know, can't offset the VAT they definitely come to me a lot of the times and say right I'm getting too successful and I'm gonna hit the VAT threshold how can we slow my business down or do I need to get rid of staff and I'm like oh my goodness I hate that I can't believe that this is the mindset but this is 
very much the mindset, especially the mindset that they chat amongst themselves about, you know, about how bad it is to be VAT registered and all of this. This is very much a culture issue that we have. Um, So to start us all off, just in case, like you say, not everyone here is a bookkeeper or an accountant listening. What are the basics that we need to know about VAT? Well, in short, VAT, it stands for value added tax, because that's something that people often don't know in itself. And it's a tax on goods and services that you're selling. And basically, you add 20% to the value of the product you're selling. So if you're selling something for £100, you're now selling it for 120 However, what people often don't realise is it can go the other way. You can keep the price at 100 It's just that you'll have to pay £16.67 in VAT over and you only get the 80 whatever it is left. I don't do maths that quickly. Uh, I'm an accountant, not a mathematician. And... Um, so it, it, it's, it feels to people like it is um, a barrier to them because they, they go, oh, I can't put my prices up, that is terrible, uh, and therefore I'm going to lose money, and they get very scared about it. But we don't have to register until you reach the threshold, which is 85,000, so I'm just going to have to very quickly blame my nose. Sorry. Um, and But it's £85,000 in a rolling 12-month period. And people often forget that. That is a really important one because people feel that, um, you know, they've got to the end of this tax year. I've turned over 78000 That's fine. Don't need to worry about it. Get to the end of next year, find out they've turned over one hundred and twenty, And then suddenly they're having to go back to find out when they went over eighty-five in 12 months. And it could have been quite early on that can be quite expensive. So if you are getting up, I do recommend very much that you start looking at your 12 months, the last 12 months, what did you do? And it's also when you expect to go over 85,000, it's not when you actually go over. So if you're doing really well and you're selling 7,000 pounds of stuff a month, you are pretty sure you're gonna be able to predict when you're going over. So you do have to look forward as well as back. There are other things that you can deregister if you've registered and you you find that your sales have dropped again. But I try not to look at that because I think, do you know what? Keep going forwards. Don't look back. Don't go backwards. But, you know, you can if you need to. Um, And if you are, if you have a spike in your income, if you are selling something and just for one month you are going to have huge sales and then you're going to go back down to your normal levels, you can defer your registration. So you don't have to just because you've had a one-off spike. Um, But you do have to be careful with that. You can't have a small spike because if you go back over within 12 months, then they'll they'll go back and say you should have registered. So that's the basics, I think. What do we need to know on the expense side, Rachel? And And are there any benefits of registering when you're not at that threshold? Absolutely. If you are selling into VAT registered companies, Personally, I would say go ahead and register now uh, because you can reclaim the VAT on all of your wholly, exclusively unnecessary expenditure. So, you know, if you are buying a computer for your business, if you are, have subscriptions, um, if you're not the bookkeepers and you have your bookkeeping expenses, if, yeah, you can reclaim your VAT. So that can be really useful um, to in reducing your cost and improving your profit. Because if you're selling into a VAT registered company, they are they don't care. They'll happily pay the VAT because they get to reclaim it as well. Um, but there can be benefits to registering if you're, uh, even if you're selling into consumers, because sometimes, um, 
you know, the amount that you're reclaiming can be significant. And so it can improve your, your, your margin slightly. Um, but, you know, if you're not selling into uh, companies, it, it's worth waiting until you're getting towards that registration. So it feels like the kind of thing where it might make sense if you're trying to weigh up the pros and cons of registration, maybe get a spreadsheet, jot down what it would mean for you in terms of the sale, like the VAT that you're going to pay across to HMRC and sales, what you might do to your pricing. And then on the expenses side, whether you can claim some back and just see, are you actually better off not registering or registering? Would that be a, okay? Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I actually, I have a VAT calculator. I can give you the, the, um, the link to, to get that. Uh, where you can do just that and it, it allows you to have a look to see uh, if I was to you know if I get my sales to this level what does that mean to my profit at the end of the day and if I go to this level because you don't as I said before you can either just add 20% or you can absorb some of the VAT now you may find that you'd rather put the, the VAT on but you might want to do something in the middle so you might feel I can put my prices up on my customers by 6% they'll accept that and I'll take the rest so you can then look, you know, on a spreadsheet, have a look to say, well, how much is that costing me in that 14% that I'm suffering, but how much am I reclaiming? And you may find it's a lot closer than you think. So how do we as bookkeepers have conversations with our clients? So some may be VAT registered and we could easily say, we're now VAT registered, we're going to add VAT and that's not an issue for them. Okay, but if we've got that conversation, yeah, nice and simple. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's a very simple conversation. But our, you know, our clients that aren't that registered themselves, especially the ones that I speak to that are very much um, like, well, they don't want to go over the VAT registration. So they've already had a chat with me about the fact that they don't want to hit that VAT registration uh, threshold. And then I'm saying to them, well, now I'm going to charge you that. Um, how how do we have that conversation? Especially as, because we're in a different, we are selling business to business. So it might be seen as, well, it's kind of, it's kind of obvious that that might happen. But, you know, there's ways to have these conversations. Have you got any top tips? Um, I would be as upfront as you can, um, and let them know, and let them know that you see it as um, something that you're pleased about, that you're proud of, that you've got to this level, um, that it is a sign of your success. Because you're then indicating to them that VAT registration is a sign of success, and it can be a, a fabulous sign that you're growing and you're doing really well. Um, my accountant actually registered for VAT relatively recently and she sent an email around to us all saying um, I'm going to be VAT registered from this date um, and she sort of warned us that it was coming and I thought it was a really professional way of doing it she just said this is what's going to happen it's going to happen from this date and I will be adding the 20% um, and I think she gave people the option to, to try and slip in and get their, their tax returns done quickly uh, before that date if they wanted to. So they had that option. Um, as a VAT registered company, I actually went back and said, well, if you want to defer me and, and bill me the month after uh, so that I'm not touching into your VAT registration levels, you know, feel free, that's fine. Um, but it was just, it's just being upfront and matter of fact about it. And there will be some customers, she said she had some come back to her and said, congratulations. And that was it. Well done. She had some come back that were like, oh my God, I can't afford this. And chances are you'll get that. You know, you'll tell people you're going to add 20% and some of them will come back and go, I can't afford 20%. Um, 
and they'll throw their toys out of the pram and you'll find that some of those will leave you, but that's not that many. And if you're growing and you're doing well, maybe they weren't the right people for you anyway. Um, and then there's some who will throw their toys out of the pram, but they'll stay with you because you're fabulous. And, you know, it 20% feels huge because you're looking at 20% of 85,000. They're looking at 20% of whatever your bill is to them, which won't be nearly as much. And while it can feel awful, 20% feels terrible, you know, it's not necessarily going to be that much. You'll find you might get a few screaming and shouting, but most of them will stay with you. I love that. Um, I love it that people congrat like the congratulations is great, isn't it? Like, isn't it nice when we've got supportive clients like that? And that we're like, yes, you are totally my person. This is why I do this. I love that. Um, how do we push through them? Because we are no doubt like feeling the pressure when we're getting to that deadline or um, that sort of uh, that point where we need to register. We feel the same as our clients when they get to that point. Like I can imagine Joe's clients thinking, oh, I've got to stay away from that back threshold. I don't want to get involved in this. What can we do about our mindset to be ready for this and embrace it and celebrate our own success? Well, first of all, exactly that. Start looking at it as a badge of honour uh, and as a milestone in your journey and not letting it become a stumbling block because it can be and people do hold themselves back. I mean, be very pragmatic about it. You know, if you are growing extremely slowly um, and you feel in all honesty that your business, that's where it's got to um, and that growing it considerably isn't something that you want to do, or could do, then be sensible about it. Look at what is your low margin sale? What are your low margin sales? You know, if you have some products that you sell that make very little money for you, can you get rid of those? And they'll keep you below the threshold without really losing you any money because you'll replace them with the high margin stuff. So actually you're making more money without going over the bad threshold. So, you know, you can be pragmatic about it. But if you're wanting to grow, I recommend that you start looking at VAT as just another cost to the business in the same way as that your electricity is a cost to your business and your staff is a cost to your business. Um, and start allowing for that cost now. Yeah, so as you're growing, especially if you're growing nice and fast, start putting 20% of what you've sold. And the 20%, remember, is what you've added on top of your price. So if you're taking what they call the gross price, the price including VAT, it's only the 16 0.667% is working it backwards. It's a bit of a maths weird one. But if you start putting that much away every month into a, a separate bank account and look at the rest of the money is yours. Now, obviously, when you're doing your accounts at the end of the year, that is sales, that is your money. You have to pay tax on it, all of that stuff. But you've got used to the income without it. And you've built up a nice little buffer over here. So that way, as you're going through each month, or each year, you put the prices up on your customers and your, what you're earning is without the VAT. Now, at the end of the year, get a nice little greasy bonus. Thank you very much because you're not VAT registered. But when you do become VAT registered, it's no different. You're still on the same amount as you were before. It's just instead of getting a greasy bonus at the end of the year, that money goes to the tax man. But it's got you used to it. It's got you, your mindset is in the right place but for doing this. And remember, if you keep growing, you will ultimately be taking home more, even with paying the VAT man, than you were before. And that's what people seem to forget. 
They mm-hmm. seem to think as soon as they get over the VAT threshold, the VAT man takes all their money. And they're not making any more money. In fact, they're losing money. And they get very scared about that. And yes, if you were to just go smidge over the VAT threshold and not put your prices up, yes, you will lose a bit of money. But if you're growing, if you're keeping going, you know, you will start earning more. And I, I think that, you know, that, that's obviously what we're in business for. It's what we're doing it for. So don't be afraid of what I call the dip. You know, there's a little dip. And if you do this saving technique, you've got money to buffer you through that dip so that you don't feel it in your back pocket in, your, in the money you're taking home out of your business. Uh, and once you get, I think I've worked it out, once you get over 102,000, that's assuming you don't get to reclaim anything. Once you're over 102,000, you are taking home more than you were before. And don't mm. forget, if you're reclaiming money, that happens much, much sooner. And then the sky's the limit. Yeah, my, my first yeah. VAT client, she was holding herself below the threshold for quite some time. It was a huge mental barrier for her. As soon as she understood what it meant and she bit the bullet and she got it done, I think the following year she turned over 150,000 and the following year to that 250,000. Mm-hmm. And she's a coach, so most of that goes home to her. You know, yeah. so this is the world, it, literally the sky is the limit once you've gone past. I, I love that. I love, yeah, and and this is this is about the mindset. It's about you're not going to go to 85 and stay there. This is about growing and going past it and making it your benefit. So I've had quite a few of our salon owners where they've been shut for months and months and months. A few of them have deregistered because they, you know, have had no income. But what we've talked about is the fact that, okay, but we know we are going to go and smash that target very soon. So let's save and have that Brucey bonus like you talk about. Let's save. You know we're going to become VAT registered soon. So let's put the 20% aside every month anyway. And we've been doing that. So I love the fact that you've been, you you, you share that because that makes that makes so much, so much sense. But on that note, so because I have sound owners, I help them to kind of get used to VAT by using flat rate scheme. Can you explain to us about the flat rate scheme? The flat rate scheme is, it's designed to make VAT easier from an accounting point of view. So all you do with the flat rate scheme is you add 20% to your bill. So if you're with salon owners, it's not quite the same because they're not giving an invoice to their customers. You know, if you're retail, you're not actually saying to your customer, here's the bill, here's the hundred pounds plus the 20%. You're just charging them 40 pounds or whatever it is. And that's what what you're uh, charging. But you take the gross amount, the total amount, and then you have a flat rate of that total amount that you pay over uh, to the tax man. So, you know, it could be 10%. So if you're charging a hundred pounds for a fabulous uh, cut and blow dry, 10 pounds of that goes goes to the tax man. You get to keep the rest but you don't then get to reclaim anything unless you're buying a large capital item over £2,000, then you can reclaim. But on your general day-to-day expenses. And this can work fabulously if you're in the right industry, um, because if you can get the right flat rate, you're, you're effectively making some money. What the government is trying to do is to make it just an administrative saving rather than an actual saving to people. So they're trying to to set the rate on the ind- depending on the industry so that it is about in the right place. And the thing that makes you want to do it is that you're saving admin time and, and what have you. Um, 
and they've realized that a lot of people don't have that many expenses and so i think they call it a, i wrote it down a low cost i think it's a low cost trader mm -hmm. uh, and and coaches bookkeepers etc are, are classics for that because you have to i think your costs need to be at least two percent of your turnover um or at least a thousand pounds a year uh and if you don't have that and, and there's a lot of the costs that they don't allow as well um so you know in my manufacturing business it's easy because the costs are obvious they're, they're the widgets and, and the wire and bits that we buy but as bookkeepers a lot of the, the costs that we incur are subscriptions and things and they don't allow that um and so for some businesses they just make it 16.5 percent which basically as i just said to you with the weird way the maths works you're basically paying it all over so to be honest with you, if you're in the right industry, if you have the right uh, right tax level, um, it can be fabulous. Um, and it certainly is nice and easy because all you do is you take your total sales, get your percentage, that's what you pay, job done. Um, but nowadays, a lot of us don't have that luxury, unfortunately. And with systems like Zero and QuickBooks and what have you, it's so much easier to do now than it used to be. You know, tax returns used yeah. to be a real pain in the backside. They are a lot easier now. So. Yeah, I found with the salon owners, because they are at that, I think uh, it's 12%, but you get the first year of a 1% reduction. Mm. And we have found that there's been some savings. Um, oh, fabulous. Yeah. So I think it works. And like you say, for different industries, it can work. And other industries, it doesn't work so well. Um, definitely for me, I went on to flat rate. And now I'm like, actually, it's not really that beneficial for me, especially as we're, we're at the moment um we're, we're buying stuff we're taking on staff and we're buying more computers and things and they might not be the 2000 but they're definitely the 1500 and you know so i'm thinking actually i think we'll just go back to standard and like you say it is um it's it's easy with zero we're putting in all of the figures anyway in the vat because it's telling us what our flat rate adjustment is but at the beginning it was a bit bigger but now it's not so yeah i just think it's 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 kind of a bit of a nice stepping stone as well for some people even if like we said it's not actually meant to be a saving but mindset wise it helps because with my with my salon owners, I'm like, okay, look, it should be 20%, but for the first year, you're going to get it for 11%. And um, so that's what if we, you know, can we raise your fees by 11%? And they're like, well, it's just so much easier to think of it that way than going to 20. So, um, but thank, yeah, thanks for explaining about the reason that they've done it. I, I wanted to know a bit more about that. You've also got, so we've got annual accounting VAT. Um, you can do monthly VAT. Um, is there anything else that we're missing that we need to know about? Um, I think the annual one, they, you still have to pay quarterly, um, but they just let you do one return a year. And I think you have, you have to be below, I think it's 1.3 million or something. It's quite, yeah, no, that's the annual, yeah, 1.3 million. So it can be easier. And to be honest with you, if you've got a lot of transactions, I would say keep quarterly because just trying to reconcile a whole year's worth of stuff is going to be difficult. Uh, but if you have a small number of transactions, but large, you know, relatively large value, you know, that can be worth doing. Um, and the other one I thought of was cash accounting. Now, mm -hmm. the difference between cash accounting and standard accounting is basically that the VAT becomes payable or reclaimable at the point the cash changes hands. And that can be important if you are someone who has to give long terms on something that you're selling. 
So, you know, you're selling it today and you don't get paid for 60 or 120 days, you may well have to pay the VAT over to the taxman before you get it back. Uh, and in that situation, it can be worth doing the cash accounting, which means that when the cash comes in, that's when you then pay over the VAT to the taxman. Um, it's only really, I'd say, useful if you have those long terms. If you're pay being paid cash like your salon owners, it's irrelevant anyway. So you may as well go for standard because then at least you can reclaim your VAT as soon as you get the invoice. Um, and if you, you need to be careful of it. If you offer a small amount of terms, so if most of your guys pay in 30 days, something like that, you've got to be wary of it when you actually register. Because when you register, if they then pay you the following month, they then, get, they then fall into the VAT scheme. Whereas if you um, go for standard, you've raised the invoice the month before, the cash is irrelevant then, it's just them paying the bill. So that's a really good point that I think this is one of the things to watch out for, isn't it? Whoa, I mean, whoa. Can we can yeah. we rewind and say that again? Because that is just hold on. I didn't think so of you, that. So you've invoiced, say you register from the first of April, you've invoiced them in March, but if you go onto the cash scheme and they pay you in April, that cash becomes part of your VAT return for the quarter yeah. starting first oh, of April. Oh, of course. Yes. So so that's something to watch out for. I mean, I found for clients. Uh, like in the creative sector where they do a lot of you tend to invoice for your work and then depending who you're working with like some people will pay you straight away or within your terms but other people just do their own thing and pay it when they feel like having a pay run so where that's caused cash flow difficulties for clients that's been really helpful to be in the cash scheme because it means that um you then uh, are only paying it when that money's actually come in which can be a bit of a lifesaver actually and you can switch schemes you can i've switched people from the traditional to the cash scheme so it is possible if it isn't working for you you can like explore yeah. this can't you i don't think you can switch back quickly um you know that they have you have to be in it for, for so long once you switch um and once you reach like didn't write it down i think it's something like one and a half million you have to go to standard accounting once you get to a certain level that's it they have you have no choice you have to do it um but it is worth looking at particularly like say if you have long payment terms because otherwise you're paying over vat on something that you haven't been paid for and that can be really painful yeah another reason why our bookkeepers should do as we say in the invoice on the first of the month for the work that's coming up and get people to pay by go cardless by direct debit within the month like on mine's seven days so i'm paid by the eighth because i was thinking hold on did i deal with this and i was like oh no it's fine because i raised my invoices and they're paid in the same month but in the in the old days where i used to raise the invoice on the 30th of a month and then give 30 days credit and then people would pay another 30 days later that's when all of these issues were much much worse mm -hmm. so um yeah, I'm glad that it's different these days. This is, this is all part of, we say all the time to bookkeepers in our group, you know, to that, that about being a trusted advisor to our to our clients. And this is all the kind of knowledge that is helpful with just having these, you know, you don't need to give advice, but if you know and you're able to give information about, like, just so you know, these are your choices. This is what you can do. Let's put some numbers into a spreadsheet. This is what registration is going to mean for you in terms of VAT. You're now going to have to pay to HMRC. This is what you can reclaim. Actually, if you go on the flat flat rate scheme and you get a 1% discount for your first year, this is what it will look like. So being able to do those calculations, this is where we show our value. This is the stuff where Joe can say to our clients, actually, if you do it this way, 
I can save you five grand in VAT or, you know, I don't know, but you know, you can actually put a number on that. And if you can say, I've saved my clients X amount of VAT, this is where you start to show your value. And this is more than just a monthly bookkeeping service, isn't it? So I'm quite excited about this. And this is where charging monthly, like you're saying, is fabulous because like you say, you can get the money in nice and quickly and you don't have that, that, that issue. But also if you are doing people's books monthly and I am such a stickler for people doing their accounts at least once a month, it just irritates me. When, when my books go too long, I just, I, it, I, I get on edge and I can't understand how anyone can go that long. But what you can do as, as a little service to them is just to look at what their 12 month rolling turnover was. Because the number of stories that I'm, I've heard where somebody has taken their year-end accounts to the accountant and then they've been told they've gone over and they've had to go back and work out when and, and re-invoice people. Um, and the worst one was the, the lady who was telling her bookkeeper, and I don't know if she was a professional bookkeeper or just someone who was doing the books, but she kept saying, surely we're reaching the back threshold. Surely we're getting there soon. Can you check? Can you check? No, no, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. And then they discovered that they'd gone over nine months previously. And there's nothing going to get you a bad name as going over a VAT threshold and not telling your clients. So please have a look at every, every month when you've done, finished their books, just have a quick look at what they did the last 12 months. Uh, and if they're getting close, let them know. Absolutely. This is something we do. We have um, a monthly rolling VAT checker. And every month I tell my clients... Um, I, I give them the little spreadsheet thing and it's just, it's so easy to do and you can get a junior to do this. Like go and find out what the net pay, um, the net sales were last month, add it to the bottom of the checkout, move them all around. What's the total? But also I do this for my clients that are back registered because sometimes they have a moment, oh, like, am I still, do I need to deregister? So we do this for all clients because it's so simple to do. But again, and this is the thing, advisory and conversations with our clients don't have to be hard this is simple this is simple maths but so so important and so valuable mm. to our clients and um so yeah make sure that this becomes one of your monthly tasks for all of your clients just create a little spreadsheet and just top it up especially with what we've got with you know that zero quickbooks whatever print you know coming up with the net sales for that month is so simple so um yeah definitely love that It'll, it'll take you seconds. It'll make you look fabulous. Um, the other thing to remember is when you register for VAT, you can reclaim um, VAT on services that you've had up to six months prior to the registration date. So if you know that your client is, is, is tipping up towards VAT registration and they have either made or are going to make a large capital purchase, then it's well worth considering registering just a smidge early just to get that reclaiming in that that can be worth doing as well particularly if it's a large uh, purchase yeah that's definitely worth thinking about and um and also you can claim you can reclaim for like goods that you've bought up that you've still oh, got yeah you've still got you've got to still have them haven't you yeah you have to have them and it's up to four years so you know if your salon owners the brilliant example if they have got shampoos uh, and hair products that they are selling on to uh, their customers, those products at the point of registration, as long as they bought them in the previous four years, you can reclaim the VAT on all of those as well. So, you know, if you've got that stock there, it's well worth counting it up and seeing what you've got, what, what its value is. Wow. 
Um, gosh, that's so that's so much information for everyone. I feel like we've had a really amazing BAT lesson. When you're working yeah. with your clients, Rachel, what are the like the key things? What are the key the key things that come up, like the key challenges, and how do you overcome them with them? Um, I'd say that the initial one is the technical stuff. So um, I work predominantly with coaches and consultants, um, and they don't know much about VAT they know it's there they know it's coming up a lot of them know 85,000 but that's about all they know about VAT they know 20% and 85,000 um, and so there's a lot of technical stuff um, but what we do is I, I get so I go through the practicalities of what's going on um, I go through uh, strategies things that you can do to prepare yourself so the things we talk about the saving the 20% um, looking at your prices because you know, if you regularly increase your prices on your customers, even if it's just a couple of percent per year, they're used to that, you know. And so having a, a price increase when you go to the VAT threshold, OK, you may not be adding the full 20 percent to them, but they're used to the prices going up a little bit each time. Um, things like timing a launch. Um, so if you've got uh, a particular product that you're selling uh, and you're going to do a big push on it, you know, if you were to time that with the registration, you may not notice in your take-home money the, the registration at all. Uh, and in fact, that first client I was talking about, she had a big, big launch coming up. She increased the price on it by about 10% from what she'd done previously. And she pushed extra hard to make some extra sales. So she didn't really notice the VAT because she had sold more and at a higher price. Um, and so it's just a strategy around it. And then like we were talking, the mindset. So that you you get to that point where you celebrate it. You are like, look at me, look at my back bill. And I sp spent years training my business partner in my manufacturing company now. We we tell each other what the VAT, well, I tell him because he doesn't do the accounts, what the VAT bill is and he celebrates it. So we're like 42,000 pounds in VAT this quarter, get in, you know, because that's what we, we're, we're looking for. Now, being sensible with that, if my costs were astronomical uh, and I wasn't making a profit on those sales, that that isn't something to celebrate. So I caveat that that whole thing with still make sure you're making a profit in what you're doing. But if your business is profit making, then go for it. Celebrate every single pound of tax that you pay, be it corporation tax, personal tax, VAT, because the more you earn, yes, the more tax you pay. But this converse is true. The more tax you pay, the more you've earned. Yes, love that. <laughs> I know Zoe was being the same. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is something we we say all the time. Yeah, you cannot pay taxes on money you haven't had through your business. Yeah. So if you and and if we can show our clients as bookkeepers that we are that registered ourselves. And that we have navigated that. And actually, going through that yourself as a bookkeeper is so invaluable for you to build your confidence in talking about VAT to your clients. So maybe give that to yourself as a bit of a target, you know, rather than avoiding it like the plague, let's aim for it because actually this will add a great extra string to your bow. Um, Kirsty's mentioned that she said she had a cleaning company, well, a franchise. Um, and but because that she was selling to the public, she found it really hard to suddenly increase her price and had to swallow it. I suppose we would say in that instance, you know, it's all about preparation, like you said yeah. beforehand, about being 
being aware that the VAT is threshold is coming up at some point. I'm always the same. I'm always like the seven thousand and eighty-three pound. I'm like right. Where, if you're hitting that, then that means it's coming. You know, you've got quite a lot of months to get prepared. But also increasing, you know, you can be saving a bit more. And um, oh, it was before I joined her. Oh, I see what you mean. So yeah, so you can then increase your the prices over time to reflect the increase in VAT. So I think yeah, I, I know it's I know it's 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 not easy, but it, it can be done. Also, we had a message in our group to say that. Um, that Xavier, if you use Xavier with zero, um, it actually tells you the VAT rolling monthly last 12 months. So it gives, so actually as part of the, re, the reporting thing, every month it tells you what your the, the rolling VAT is. So that's handy to know. I didn't know that. I've got Xavier and I'm still getting my people to do that by um, <laughs> spreadsheet. So I will check that out. So thank you, Jane, for sharing that with us. But that's fabulous because that means that you can make sure you put the money to one side um, to make sure that you've got that money there to, to pay over. Because one of the things with the VAT man, um, they, they are not very forgiving. So hmm. they expect you to pay it because their argument is that you've added it on top. Therefore, it goes directly to them. And many sort of the, the, say, the people I work with, coaches, consultants, it's fairly straightforward because they don't have large stocks of items. I know with companies like my manufacturing company where you're buying stocks of items, sometimes you're buying items to sell on. And so you have to be extremely careful to make sure you've not accidentally spent the VAT money buying stock that you haven't sold in time to be able to pay the VAT bill. Um, so you know, if you, if you are doing that, I would make sure that you have got a good cash flow forecast in place to make sure that that VAT bill is paid because the charges that they make on you if you don't pay on time. I know they've been very generous over the COVID thing, but generally they're not particularly generous. They, they kind of take the attitude that they are first in line. Um, and so yeah, just be aware of that. Oh, Rachel, this has been so incredibly helpful. And I think that um, I'm very excited for the bookkeepers who are going to be celebrating registering for VAT. And I know that there are a few people in our members group at the moment who are doing that right now. So really excited to see people doing that and celebrating it with us. And also the opportunities that this gives us from this conversation to be able to have those conversations with our clients now and be able to have a a real strategy conversation first of all with ourselves you know um, we say all the time try and have your own monthly bookkeeping meeting with yourself like what's going on in my business and what's my plan going forward but that will help us to have those conversations with our clients as well so thank you so much for coming on and just sharing so much wisdom it's been incredible um, Rachel would you like to let everyone know how they can connect with you and find out more about what you do absolutely um, I'm on Facebook. If you just look up Rachel Allen Coaching, that's my Facebook page. Uh, I also have the website www.rachelallencoaching.co.uk. So if you just Google Rachel Allen, that will find me. Um, my website isn't the best because I don't tend to do. I'm not a website person. I'm a VAT person. So, uh, but yeah, if you just reach out and get in touch with me, um, what I do is I, I have sort of two basic service offerings. One is what I call a confession session. Um, and I found that people just like to confess the things that they think they're doing wrong or they don't know. And it's just an hour of my time where I just calm you down, say it's okay. Everybody does stuff like that. It's fine. This is what you need to know. And we create an action plan to take you forward. 
Uh, and I do a VAT surgery, which is where we just deep dive into your business and we look at the strategies, we look at the technical things you need to know, uh, and again, put together an action plan for you if you're heading towards registration. So if any of your bookkeepers or if any of your bookkeepers' clients would like anything like that, just get in touch with me, that'd be great. Brilliant. It's always really good to know someone who's an absolute expert in this area. So uh, we'll make sure that we link uh, your details in our show notes. And of course, we can connect with you on Clubhouse because that's oh, what indeed, we did. Yes, I'm at, at that queen. Cool. Perfect. We'll do that. Um, lovely. Thank you so much, Rachel. And for anyone else who, uh, who wants to know more about the Six Figure Bookkeepers Club, come and connect with us on Facebook, Six Figure Bookkeepers Club probably the best place to be where we are right now um the podcast will be available on all the good pop podcast platforms we're trying to do a bit more on youtube at the moment so um yeah come and connect with us in the facebook group and we'll be back next week for another podcast have a great day bye bye don't forget to join us every week on the bookkeepers podcast with topical bookkeeping chat why not join our free facebook group the six figure bookkeepers club or visit us at sixfigurebookkeeper.com